you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. How much snow is Buffalo going to get Saturday evening live on NFL Network? We'll tell you coming up shortly. We're also live in Buffalo to talk to a snowman. Not a snowman. Uh, well, you'll see. Hi, I'm Andrew Siciliano. We are live in reasonably warm Los Angeles for NFL Now on a game day. Let's get to that game. It's coming up in Seattle this evening. It's at Lumen Field. It's where the 49ers can sweep the Seahawks for the first time in 11 years. And if they are to do so, guess what? They win the NFC West for the first time in 20, or since 2019. We talked last hour about Brock Purdy. He should be good to go. James Palmer, Brian Balding are with me as well. The key for Pete Carroll and Shane Waldron is to keep the ball away from Kyle Shanahan and his toys. And to do that, James, they need to get that run game going again tonight. They really do. And we know that's the philosophy of Pete Carroll, right, Andrew, is run the football consistently. And through the first nine games, they're running at about 133 yards per game. These last four games, about 60 yards per game on the ground. Now, the two big issues are this. Pete Carroll says they're not converting the third downs to keep the run game going, to have more attempts, to get more yards. The other part is, he says, the inconsistency to get a start at the line of scrimmage. They're not blasting off the ball to get those pop runs, he said, going down the field. Now, the issue is they're going against the 49ers tonight who are the number one total defense number one scoring defense and number one against the run and if you ask anybody in that 49ers building they're going to tell you the same thing the identity of that defensive line is their get off they key on the ball so well and they push you downfield you can't get up on them I was told it could be a Saturday walkthrough they're working through their Hail Mary scenarios at the end of practice and the defensive line is flying off the ball getting downfield it's their identity it's what they do now those numbers I gave you at the top of that Andrew about the run game and the issues for the first nine weeks compared to the last four first nine weeks Geno Smith just four turnovers the last four weeks he's got seven turnovers so the inability to run the football affecting their quarterback as well all right they're going to have to get that run game going this evening and Kenneth Walker is not on the injury report for what it's worth so he should be good yes. to go Baldy they are facing the number one defense in football they are facing a defense for the last couple of weeks for D'Amico Ryan's their coordinator a former linebacker himself their linebackers have put on a show Thank you, James. Thursday night football leads to Saturday showdown on NFL Network with three games starting at one in Minneapolis at four in Cleveland. And the nightcap on which we will focus now, 8 p.m. Eastern time, the Bills and cold and snow and the Dolphins. Miami comes in at 8-5 and five. right now on a wild card. You don't want to fall to 8-6. and six. Give those other teams, the Patriots, the Chargers, the Jets, a chance to tie in the standings and knock you into the far right of the screen, the in-the-hunt side of the screen. The Bills are 10-3. and three. Let's talk about them for a little bit. Trying high cam, high mark to win their third consecutive division title. You look at the scoreboard last week, 
Cam against a very good defense that the Jets throw at you. They got the job done, certainly. But afterwards, Josh Allen was told by a reporter this doesn't look like a playoff offense. He didn't like that. How are they answering their critics this week? Yeah, Andrew, first of all, Josh Allen is getting healthier, and that should help as they go into the playoff season. Earlier today, Sean McDermott said this elbow injury, they're continuing to increase his workload. And as they get closer to playoff time, you'll get close to the healthier version of Josh Allen we saw early in the season. We forget that he suffered that elbow injury that looked significant because he decided to play through it. And so because of that, they've dialed down back the offense a little bit. There was a period about four weeks ago where all we were talking about is why is Josh Allen playing so much hero ball? Why is he throwing so much interceptions? Well, over the last four games, he's had just one interception. And of course, because of that, they've dialed back some of the yardage. He hasn't had as many 300-yard games. So as much as the Bills offense is struggling, they found ways to win with Josh Allen playing this way. And for this game Saturday night, it's his style of game. He's their all-weather quarterback. He makes plays with his legs when the arm plays aren't available. And there was a play last week against the Jets on third and 15, and Baldy did a great breakdown about this on Twitter, where the pressure comes from the Jets. He escapes. He leaps over a Jets defender and gets 16 of the 15 yards needed and goes to the first down. Those are the plays where Josh Allen does Josh Allen things that makes him an equalizer. And the Dolphins have talked all week about rush lane integrity, stopping Josh Allen in those ways. But the Bills, despite their quote-unquote struggles, are Super Bowl contenders because of Josh Allen, and they'll continue to be so. Yeah, the key is to keep him out of those third and longs where he has to play hero ball, but he seemingly finds a way almost every time. I'm checking the weather, Cam. You're on Dolphins uh, Cam right now. Cam on Dolphins Cam. It is 84 degrees outside where you sit right now. It's going to be mid-20s with a lot of snow potentially Saturday evening. Here's what Tua had to say about that. Could be snowing, could could rain, I don't know. Um, you know, and like I, I think it's, for, for me at least, I, I can speak for myself, that it's a mindset thing, uh, really. Um, and if I'm too focused and worried about, you know, is it too cold? Is it, can I, can I really grab the ball? Can I not, like, then, I, you know, I would say I'm focused on the wrong things. Um, Doing so before? Yeah, it snowed uh, in Alabama my first year. Yeah. So it snows in Alabama, guys. <laughs> Doesn't really snow in Hawaii, where Tua is from, Mark Ross, unless you're on top of a volcano, which I don't recommend, um, or a tall mountain. You get my point. Mark, you, you buy what he's selling there? Uh, not at all. A little dustings in, in Tuscaloosa. That's not snow in Tuscaloosa, what he's seen. But let's just talk about the play on the field first with Tua and the struggles that he's had. Their whole offense and Tua is all predicated on him being in a rhythm. This was when he's at the, his best, even at Alabama, when things were so easy for him that he essentially just gets the snap and he sees his target and he goes with it. And the last couple weeks with the 49ers and Chargers, They've been able to get him out of that rhythm and Tua then struggles because the secondary playmaking that he has to have, he really hasn't shown he's proficient at that. So the Bills will, will definitely copy that. The Bills are great defense anyway, no matter who they play, but definitely sort of replicate that defense and see if Tua can have a counter to that. If he can make plays, if he has to move off of that second, the, the first target, if he has to move in the pocket. But also, yes, the weather is going to be a huge factor in this because you can't just throw the ball all over the place if it's snowing, if it's windy up there in Buffalo. 
the mindset there, he's talking about the mindset, but the actual elements that you actually have to do to to operate the offense in those elements, you just can't do. So then the Dolphins will have to have a counter with, well, you got to run the ball in those sort of elements. They're 29th in the league running the ball. That's not a good formula for the Dolphins to go up into that weather against that great defense, knowing they can get them out of their rhythm. And then also, okay, in order to play in this cold, in this snow, we have to run the ball. And you don't do that well either. This might be another struggle for this Dolphins offense up there, Andrew. I did my quick Google. Does it snow on Oahu? where two is from, got back. Yes, it does snow across the Hawaiian Islands on top, as I mentioned, of the three volcanoes, Mauna Loa, Mauna Kea, and Haleakala. So um, unless you're up there at altitude, you're not going to see snow in Hawaii. <laughs> but you will see it live in, in HD on your television coming up on Saturday in Buffalo. Thank you, Camp. Thank you, Mark Ross. Should be fun. A snow game. We didn't get it a couple of weeks ago. They moved the game to Detroit. We're going to get it Saturday. We're going to get the insiders now. Ian Rappaport, Mike Garofolo. Hello, gentlemen, with some news from around the league. Uh, news that broke as you guys were packing up and on the air there, Ian, yesterday at the league meeting. Uh, news out of Arizona. What do we know about Steve Keim? Steve Kahn, the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals since the 2013 season, a mainstay of the organization since he came on as a regional scout in 1999, has taken what is described to me as an indefinite health-related leave of absence. Right, the news came last night around the time others in the organization were notified about a situation that really, I would say, had been uh, kind of building over the last couple months. Steve Kahn stepping away. It is unclear when he is going to be back. Frank, I think it's fair to say, Andrew's future uh, up in the air in the organization. We just do not know where he is going to be health-wise and when he is going to continue in his job. Obviously, best wishes to Steve Kime uh, during his ongoing situation. Meanwhile, from a football sense, it has been a tumultuous season for the Arizona Cardinals. On field, it has been rough. Of course, you have the Kyler Murray torn ACL now out for the season. Off the field, it has been difficult as well. Uh, but as far as handling the off-the-field issues and the football issues, you have two of Kimes' top lieutenants who have now been elevated to handle his work uh, in the interim. Adrian Wilson, the VP of Pro Personnel. Uh, that is one. Quentin Harris, the VP of Player Personnel, are going to split his duties. Adrian Wilson, the former Pro Bowl safety, one of those guys there doing Steve Kimes' duties. Also great access, by the way, HBO Max last night, the Hard Knocks with the Cardinals, good stuff. Cliff Kingsbury, his post-game speech, I recommend everyone checking it out after they lost to the Patriots. In Baltimore, Mike Garofolo, Tyler Huntley has cleared concussion protocol, but John Harbaugh's being coy with whether or not Huntley's going to play Saturday. Okay, so I'll tell you. Tyler Huntley's going to start a quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Anthony Brown did an admirable job, but... Tyler Huntley, a guy that they are extremely high on, a guy whose style is similar to that of Lamar Jackson. So when Jackson's out, you can just slide Huntley right in, and it doesn't disrupt many things. He's also a guy who works very hard, studies very hard. The players like him a lot. So, yeah, you can do a lot worse than Tyler Huntley as your backup quarterback. And I say backup, he'll be the starter because Lamar Jackson still has not practiced. I know there was some hope that maybe it would only be a one-game absence, but he is going to miss his second game. So Huntley will be there in Cleveland for the game that is on NFL Network. I will be there. I know you love when I plug that, Andrew, as well as my presence there for the pregame. Uh, and the boss is going to be there. Just got an email from Charlie Uke saying he's going to be there, so I'm going to have to be on my best behavior. What's up, Charlie? Uh, elsewhere on the NFL today. quarterback front... I thought, who cares? No, it's well done. If you're not, typically, I'm not mad. I'm impressed, you. as somebody once said. Thank you. Yes, to a dog. Thank you. Granted, uh, but. 
<laughs> Call me a dog? Uh, elsewhere. No, I mean, Anchorman, <laughs> I'm not, you know, whatever. I got you. Keep going. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Mm. We're not in the air, are we? <laughs> Baxter. All right, good rehearsal, guys. Good rehearsal. <laughs> All right, yeah, good rehearsal. Uh, Baker Mayfield, he is going to start as well. Uh, if you're surprised by that, you probably didn't see the game last Thursday. Baker Mayfield was really impressive with no preparation, so imagine what he can do with some preparation. Sean McVay saying John Wolford is out, so Baker Mayfield in his 17 jersey that he doesn't seem to love. They asked him about that on the Amazon postgame show, and he was like, don't say that I look good in this number. Clearly wants to change it, but you can't change in season. That number's already taken. Andrew, I know you remember who it is because I forgot off the top of my head, so I'm putting you on the spot, and you're going to tell me number six for the Rams is... Uh, Darian Kendrick, rookie corner out of Georgia. There it is. But You can't stop him on anything Rams. In in all seriousness, that 17 was the only number they had between 1 and 19 that was available. (laughs) Every number was taken. Um, The only one that wasn't taken was Bob Waterfield's number 7, which is retired. So 17 was the only number that Baker Mayfield could actually wear. So he he dressed up like Case Keenum and marched him down the field. Say that again. Good question. You know, what would happen if they had no numbers? He could have worn a like a 20s like Flutie or Bernie Kosar back in college football when we were kids. I guess, but you technically can't do that, right? Didn't Flutie wear two? Anyway, I don't think. Yeah, you can't do that. It's a great question. They didn't have to have it answered, but we do have to have answered in Darren Waller's status. We haven't seen him since October 2nd. Yeah, help is on the way for the Las Vegas Raiders. Had they pulled out that game uh, last week or the last time they played, would have been a much different situation. Winners of four in a row with two of their best players set to return. Both of the practice windows have been open for Darren Waller, the star tight end for the Raiders. They locked up before the season. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury that really has bothered him since the beginning of the season, it seems. And Hunter Renfro went on IR with an oblique injury. Both these guys practice this week. Both of them have a chance to play on Sunday. Still a lot to play for with the Raiders, not out of anything. I'm just saying it would have been a little different had they won that game and they would have had won four in a row and just had seven losses. Anyway, it is what it is. Okay, there you go. So help is on the way for the Raiders as we turn this into an anchorman segment. And now Mike Garofolo is going to go get a try. Uh, you did that. I, I did, but, you know, we did office space yesterday, so we're showing our age. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Mike. Continuing... We'll go to Buffalo straight ahead. What's it like to block for this guy? What's it like to play in the snow? We're going to talk to a snowman. No, true story. We will. Straight ahead in Buffalo. Win, 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 win. Yeah. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I love me some Saturday football. We have three games for you on NFL Network coming up and NFL Plus as well. You can take it with you. This is how you football. We'll do it with the Colts and the Vikings, the Ravens and the Browns. We spoke to Joel Batonio before. It's a big man Thursday here on NFL Now. Let's focus on the Dolphins and the Bills from Bills Cam 
live with a weather report. They're Walter Payton, Man of the Year nominee, presented by Nationwide. Dion Dawkins, is it snowing yet? It is not snowing, but it, it might be on Saturday. They say we should get seven inches, but in Buffalo, you really don't know. Seven inches can really turn into a foot and a half or two feet. But you never know. Hopefully they bring their snow gear. Uh, their snow <laughs> gear. Because you are, and I teased this before, the snowman. This goes yes, back sir. to growing up in New Jersey. You'd be shoveling yeah. driveways trying to make, what did you say back then? Shmoney? Was that what yeah, it was? a couple of, well, at that point it was it was still dollars. But, you know, the shmoney does fall. Okay. A couple and, of shmoney dollars. Okay. So so do people still call you the snowman? Do you build yes, snowmen in Orchard Park? So the I don't build snowmen anymore, uh, but I am still the snowman. And then, you know, on game day, I turn into uh, abominable snowman. You know, I got the good and the bad. So, you know, a little bit of both. Okay, well, you're going to turn into the bad snowman, I would assume, coming up Saturday evening with the Dolphins coming to town, who say that they're Mm. not going to be affected, Dion, if the snow is coming down and it's mid-20s. Do you buy that? Of course not. Um, No. You know, people people talk about things before they know and what's coming, but um, the weather really doesn't win or lose games. It just makes you play harder and just puts you in an uncomfortable situation. Where is your comfort level with the offense right now, Deanne? Because, like, Josh was asked last week, oh, this doesn't look like a playoff offense. Uh, I know he didn't like that. You guys have scored enough points, though, to win. Isn't that what matters? See, and it seems like you got it, which which is why you're and my guy. You know, um, if you're putting points up, you're doing the right thing. If you have more points than the other team, you're doing the right team, um, the right thing. It's never supposed to be perfect. It's never going to look like the week and before because you're playing against different guys. And every team is drastically good. This is the, the NFL. So if we win by three points, if we win by six, seven, whatever, you know, one, you know, a win is a win. And if it goes down in history, like, like they don't look at, oh, man, like they had like one week where and they looked a little shaky, but, you know, Adding more wins than losses is really all we're looking to do have in any you, way possible. Have you ever picked, because we saw these highlights of Josh jumping over dudes and, you know, doing helicopters like John Elway in the Super yeah. Bowl. It's third and 15. He gets 16, blowing over five guys. Have you ever picked him up off the ground after one of those plays and said, yeah. dude, don't do that. Like, like you, you scared me. Like, no, just, yes. just, just go down. So multiple times, but usually it happens on the sideline. When you walk past them and then you're like, Josh, just just take it easy. It's like that was the first drive. Like, chill. We got a whole game. Just chill. You know, he's like, I got you. Yep. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. And then he just oh, and it goes back to being Josh. But, you know, it could be the first play, the first series. And Josh is doing something that is like, bro, like we got a whole game. Like, <laughs> chill, you know. Uh, just chill. It's first down. <laughs> chill, you know. Like just relax. He is wired differently, and, and he does whatever it takes on the field and, and off the field. Dion, you do as well. We're looking forward to uh, a piece we're going to run next week on NFL Network on Good Morning Football about the work you do in the community, um, mentoring and boys and girls clubs, uh, inspire change. Talk to me about that. What that means to you? Yeah. So. Um, First of all, being a part of anything to inspire and to just be something of, you know, light for for and for people. It's a it's an honor. 
and uh, with being able to mentor kids and and have kids that are close and nearby and even afar, like look up and reach out and just ask for for help. Um, it's it like like it's amazing. And uh, just to be present for a human being is honestly the biggest part of it. And that's what means that's where it means the most for myself, for a kid or a teenager to understand that, you know, our schedules are full, full all day long. And then for us to give our hours and time to them and for them to understand that if it's an hour, if it's two hours, if it's three hours, if it's 30 minutes, you know, they accept it and they admire the time that I'm giving and even at my teammates. But um, it's a, it's truly an, an honor, but uh, inspiring change, you know, just, just, and just being a human that can open up the world of people being able to be their self. You know, I'm able to inspire and change lives because I'm vulnerable and I live in a vulnerable state of being natural to my true self. And uh, I truly walk with it. I live with it. I talk with it. And um, I'm true to myself and people see it. And with me being true, I'm inspiring other people to be true to their true selves as well. And uh, it just creates more positivity for people to just want to be, be their own. Dean, I hope you realize how much that comes through the screen, how, how genuine that feels with your work there, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and your foundation as well. Yeah. And that is why you are the Bills mm -hmm. nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award presented by Nationwide. Last year, Andrew Whitworth won the yeah. award and then played in the Super Bowl. He had to make the decision, do I have time here getting ready for the game to make it to the auditorium, make it to the theater? Should I be game prepping? He was there and he was on stage, gave a great speech. Can you imagine if you guys, what it would mean are in Glendale, if you're in Phoenix and you had to have that same thought here, if you won? Man, it would, it would be a true honor. Um, you know, I didn't really, really think about that till right now. And uh, just to even, like, think about it, like, an offensive lineman like Whitworth. Like, uh, I look up to guys like uh, like Big Whit. I actually met Whit for the first time when I was a rookie when I went to the Pro Bowl with Richie, and he introduced me. And uh, for him getting that and being there and speaking his heart and then going on the, f like on the football field and playing with, with his passion, you know, um, it's an honor. But, hey, man, uh, if I can do it, I will do it. And I will continue to 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 show my true self and uh, whatever needs to and be done. You know, I will I will carry it and I will do whatever is needed and whatever it is to continue to show the world big snow. And uh, I'm true to myself, man. And I'm a and I'm a lover. I truly am. Yeah, and that, as I said, comes through the snowman for Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. <laughs> Presented by Nationwide. Let's make it two straight old linemen after Big Wit won last year. And his work continues in the community. Just did an event with him here in L.A. a couple of weeks ago. He's the best. You are too, Dion. Hey, good luck with Thanks, this. Sir. Obviously, congratulations on everything you do. And good luck Saturday night as well. Thanks, my dog. Hey, and a message for you. Stay true to yourself. I support you with the good and the bad and the ugly, man. You know, continue to be yourself. And I love you for it. I'm trying. Happy holidays to you, Dion. Same, bro. You Merry got Christmas. Deion Dawkins, everybody, live there on Bill's Camp. Time now for the Pepsi Zero Sugar Rookie of the Week. Are the Jets stuffing the ballot box? Zonovan Knight, Bam Knight, congratulations. We are happy for you. You had a nice game in a loss to the Bills. It was a nice game. But shouldn't Brock Purdy win?
And if you're sensing a trend, and again, I'm happy for, for Bam Knight, it is now 10 of 14 weeks that the Jets have won the Pepsi Zero Sugar Rookie of the Week. Jets Twitter noticed, Dan Hansus, I think you're hitting refresh a lot on that browser. Or maybe it's Eisen. Who, who's stuffing the ballot box? Congratulations to another Jet. Coming up next, we are going live to Tampa. We will hear from that man. How do the Bucks bounce back against the Bengals? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, that is Lumen Field. That is Seattle. That building is going to be loud this evening as the Seahawks try to prevent the 49ers from winning the West. The Seahawks try to prevent the 49ers from sweeping this series for the first time since 2011. The news is James Palmer, the Brock Purdy we discussed earlier, seems good to go. He stared down Tom Brady and the Buccaneers last week. Why do his teammates believe that he is up to the challenge again tonight? Yeah, we talked in the first hour, Andrew, about the moxie of Brock Purdy. Kyle Juszczyk, their fullback, told me, I don't know how to put my finger on it exactly. He just has that makeup that you say he is a football player. They love everything of the makeup of Brock Purdy. And now he goes out on the road, as you mentioned, here in Seattle, a chance to win the division in one of the most hostile environments in the NFL on a short week, his first short week preparation. He's also battling that oblique and rib injury to when he spoke to the media on Tuesday, had yet to throw a football this week. Just tack the injury on now to the list of things he has to go out and try to win a game here in Seattle. All right, win a game. Our work is cut out for us. You know, we we understand it's going to be a difficult task on a short week to play a division rival, and it got a lot um, a lot of implications in this game. Um, but that, that's what we're here for. And I think it's just another big test for him, you know, um, to be able to play in that environment. It's be another box he checks off. He's very cool, calm, and collected, just like uh, you know all the you want your quarterback to be, I guess. Um, he, like I said, he's been a pro. I don't no, no no moment's been too big for him. No moment's been you know overwhelming for him. He's been unbelievable in the last you know two weeks. Now, Andrew, what helps Brock Purdy out in this situation tonight is that they're coming off of a season-high 209 rushing yards going against a Seattle defense that ranks 31st in the NFL against the run. The run game of the 49ers could really help Brock Purdy out this evening. It would help, and that defense would help. And if you watch some of the uh, Brock Purdy wired stuff from last week, you hear that defense loving them. Some Brock Purdy. We'll see you this evening. Thank you, James Palmer, live there in Seattle. Niners can wrap up the West, become the second team to make it in to the postseason. Right now, San Francisco does lead the NFC West. Meantime, the Buccaneers lead the NFC South, but they do so with a losing record. Let's get to Tampa as the Buccaneers get ready 
for the Cincinnati Bengals. If you noticed last week, all Tom Brady and the Bucks managed against the 49ers was one measly fourth-quarter touchdown, one that some might describe as a garbage TD. You know, I think it's a... Uh... I think the one thing about football is you, you get what you deserve, you know? You got to go earn it. There's no, you know, the Rams were in the Super Bowl. They were the Super Bowl champions last year. This year, they're not having the kind of year they want. You know, it's just, it's a competitive league. Everything brings you back to 500. You, you know, you get some, you don't do, you know, play the right way. You don't, you know, execute the way you're capable. It's, it's a challenge, you know, and you just try to figure out the challenge. And it's a long race. Yeah. It's, yeah, you still got, you know, you don't, it's, it's not over in week 13. That's why you play all 17 weeks. So that's what we're doing. And, you know, we'll see where we're measured at the end of the year. But there's no lack of, I guess, maybe it's one of the strengths. There's no lack of quit. There's no lack of fight. Guys are practicing their ass off. We're trying to work hard to make the, make the right improvements. And it's, you know, every day you're challenging this sport. You know, you get up every day and your body feels a certain way and your mind and your confidence and your – now you got to go coordinate that with everyone else's body and confidence and attitude and – you're trying to string together special teams, offense, defense. There's a lot to do, and it's really rewarding when it pays off. And when it doesn't pay off, it sucks. But that's like all of our jobs, you know. When it doesn't go the way you want, it's, it sucks. And we got to come stand up here and answer questions about why it's not going great. Believe me, it's you wish it was going great every week, but that's not our reality, and we got to dig our way out of it. It's not anyone's. No one's feeling sorry for us. No one's outside of the locker room can do much about it we got to come together and we got to do it ourselves. and I think I really appreciate what Todd's doing and he, you know, he's putting it on us to fix it and you know that's what our responsibility is to do. Tom as far as the communication with other players on offense is it at the level that it needs to be at right now or is it constant changing from week to week? I think communication is important in life period you know business sports everything it's about you know communicating the right way and you can always do a better job communicating. Certainly in football, we can. You know, the more you more you play together, I think you can. You know, nonverbal communication is really important because you can't verbalize everything when there's seventy thousand fans. But head nods and you know, that's what you talk through all week. You know, we only have three hours a week to get it right, and and you work pretty hard in advance of that to try to put yourself in a position to succeed. Yeah, it's been that kind of season. Brady said, "Week thirteen, we're heading into week 15. Yep. When the plug kick off the bomb, run it. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.